Thank you so much. I tell you, when I get up here in the mornings on Sundays and I'm, I'm holding on to this thing, I feel like a, a sprinter getting ready to start that race, you know? Because it's, it's an exciting time to get together with everybody and it's an exciting time to see what God's got for us as a church family, but also individually. You know, each week, I know we've had a lot of prayer requests for, for family and friends this week, a lot of things going on, but I'm going to tell you what, God is in control, and I've heard a lot of good reports as well, so that's great, so we're, we're happy that things are coming around, and we're going to continue to hold fast on God's word uh, with the others until we see them come in line with God's word, amen? Well, today's message is called Revealed, okay? Now, when I started out this, this week, and I just thought, man, isn't it something, there's always something uh, deeper we can go in into the Lord, isn't it? You know, we can always learn a little more. We can always see a little bit more. And so I want to talk today about our Heavenly Father. And when you hear that word revealed, what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? For me, I, it's something's open to me a little bit more. Maybe I get to see a little bit more. Maybe it's something that's a deeper understanding. That's what, what happens in my mind. A little clearer picture, a greater revelation of something or somebody. So today, I want to get a greater revelation of the heart of our Heavenly Father. A greater understanding of the Son of God. Christ himself, and a greater awareness of you yourself as a child of God. Does that sound good? Oh, it's got to sound better than that. All right. Well, let me give you a scripture for the week here. Romans 8, 15. It says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Now think about this for a minute. If, if we could read that and just go, oh, okay, let's, let's keep on going. I think sometimes we need to ask ourselves questions when we're reading Reading the word. I know when I'm reading the Bible, I start, when I first start looking out, okay, who is he talking to? What was the place? What was going on? Try to insert myself in that story. But I want you to take a good look at this. When he's talking about slavery of, of law and of, of fear of God, you know, we're thinking about back under the law. We're not under the law anymore. We're, we're set free. We're in the family of God. Amen. We're under grace. And we start looking at that and it says, you know what? But you have received the spirit of adoption. I said, we, he's been giving us the grace to become his sons and daughters. Amen. If you're a son and daughter of the Lord on Hallam here, say amen. amen. Absolutely. That's a good place to be. And, and I think that's just a, a good start place for us to start. Now, I thought about this. And, and I want you to really focus on Abba Father. If you really break that out, it means daddy. It means daddy. Now, when my kids were growing up and even now, they do not call out to me when something's going on. They don't go... Pastor Buddy, president of KTP Worship Center, all those things, all these little title things, right? All the, is that true? Absolutely, right? Provider, the guy who fills, uh, fills up the refrigerator, all those things, you know? They don't call that. They go, Dad! You see, there's a difference. See, that's the heart of things. And this is what he's talking about here. While God is all these amazing things, creator of the universe... Man, all these things. You think about that. I want you to focus on that today. Uh, you know, we are almighty God, Lord, the provider, healer, giver of life. And it goes on and on and on. I don't believe the paper could contain all the things that God is for us. But today I want us to hone in on Abba Father, heart of God, Daddy. Amen. So that's really a cool example that I thought about in our own life. You know, your, your kids or, or your wife, she doesn't call you Mr. or Mrs., right? She calls you Sugar baby, right? Honey muffin, whatever it is. Giving Denise some clues. Instead of saying, hey, you. <laughs> hey, you. You know, at work, we got a thing, and they said, well, what are y'all working on? What, what is your title? And they say, I'm a hey boy. I said, what's a hey boy? I said, hey boy, I need you to do that. Hey boy, I need you to do this. 
Anybody had that title at work? Amen. I still got it. But you know what? It's all right because it keeps, it keeps it going, right? And I don't care what anybody else calls me. I know what God calls me. I'm adopted in the family. How about you? Isn't that something? Isn't that amazing that, that you are set in the family of God because you're so good looking? Nope. Because you're so smart. Nope. Because of what Jesus Christ has done. The heart of God giving and receiving us back into himself through the great sacrifice of Christ. Amen. So today I want to take a look at a few things. And, uh, and, and I want to encourage you to study the names of God. All those things. But today... Let's really focus on Abba Father. What does it mean? Daddy. Amen. Everybody doing good? Amen. All right. Well, we're going to roll right on into this thing here. So I want to start out talking about the heart of God. And I said, you know, when we, when we think of the heart of God, what usually comes to mind for me is love. How about you guys? I mean, there's a lot of things. But, but I think usually the first thing I think about love. And I guess it has to do a lot about our relationship because before I got saved, it probably wasn't love. I was thinking wrath. Amen. But I know Jesus. I know God. And he knows me. Does he know you today? Absolutely. So think about this. Let's take a look at this. Let's go to the definition. Boy, that is small. I don't know why. Y'all just, uh, Lord, make that bigger. In Jesus' name, time it gets to him. It says, love, a profoundly tender, passionate affection for, for another person. And we say, okay, we know that. We know that. But you know what? Let me show you what the God kind of love is. It's called agape. It is selfless, sacrificial unconditional, the highest form of love in the Bible. You know, you think about that. When somebody gives and sacrifices, that's love, isn't it? That is love. So many times we see in the world today, when, when somebody gives or does something, they want something in return. What does it say? Unconditional love. Uncondition no conditions. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. I think I say that every week. I can't get enough of it. How about you? I like to know that I'm loved. Anybody like to know that they're loved? We love you. God loves you. Let's keep on rolling. All right? So when I look at this here, and I said, I, I, I can't get past this unconditional love, the highest form of love in the Bible. Man, let's keep on rolling with that. We know the Bible says that God is love. He created love, created us to love him, and has extended his love to each of us. Our challenge is, look at this, is to accept his great love, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. We know that says, by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it's a gift to God that we may experience his love in our lives today. John 10, 10, give you some scriptures to look up there. And for eternity, John 3, 16, I think you guys know that very well, right? So you think about those things. It's by grace you've been saved. John 10, 10 says, a thief comes still to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come to give you life in abundance, amen? Life in abundance. Are you living an abundant life? Now, a lot of times I think people think the abundance life is having, you know, 27 cars and, and a big house and all that and everything else. I'm going to tell you what, you can have a big house and still not have a home. Amen. You hear that? I'm going to tell you what. I have seen that before. You can have a lot of stuff. And at the end of the day, that's what you got. But I'm going to tell you from time and time again, and I shared this with folks, was sitting, sitting with folks that are going through some really heavy duty things. It's not that they want their bank book. It's not that they want their trophies. It's not that they want a, a picture of their house or their mountain place or anything else. They want their family and they want to know about Jesus. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you what we're going to share about the heart of God today. Let's keep on rolling. And we think about this. I, when I think about some of the things that God has shown me, I think my greatest encounter with God just left me in awe of his love. 
Now, each time we have different encounters with God, maybe God showed you something. He brought healing to your body. Maybe he, he rescued you out of a situation or whatever, whatever that is. There's different things at different times. But I can tell you some of the biggest things in my life, when I've blown it, when I've, when I've took the wrong turn, when I've said the wrong things, when I've just stepped out and thought I'm going to do it my way, I tell you the biggest thing that's really just, just, just all my spirit is the love of God. Amen. The love of God, the heart of God to say, hey, come on, come on back. We love to be accepted, don't we? We love to belong. You see, you see a lot of folks that they'll, they'll do stuff to fit in because they want to belong, you know? And I tell you what, you'll see a lot of people when you seem to have a little bit of money or a lot of money, whatever the case is, you, you'll think you've got a lot of friends, but look what happens when the money's gone? Usually. Exactly. Silence. <laughs> There's nobody left hanging around, is it? But I tell you what, when you've got a good friend, and they're sticking with you through thick and thin. Let me tell you, you've been blessed. When you got somebody that will tell you the truth, even when you don't want to hear it, but they wrap it in love, you got a friend. You've got somebody to stick with you, amen? Well, let me tell you, we got Jesus, and he'll never leave us or forsake us, amen? Let's keep on rolling with this. So, when you think about the heart of God, how well do you know the heart of God? I want you to think about that. How well do we know the heart of God? And I said, today, are you really aware... Of the love God has for you. Of the cost that he paid for you. Of the sacrifice he made for you. Amen. See a lot of times we don't realize. The, the sacrifice. And it's hard for us to wrap our minds around. We hear about the cross all the time. You know. And, I, and, and to be honest with you. I think we, we hear it so much. That maybe we don't understand how bad it is. Does anybody saw the passion of Christ? And I'm going to tell you what. That will bring you back around. To, to really thinking about the sacrifice. But now, when we're raising our kids or grandkids or aunts and uncles helping out and things like that, and you sacrifice for those kids, do you think they really realize it most of the time? Not until later, maybe. Maybe some do, but later on you do. And, and you know, even late, isn't it amazing, as, as you get older, it, it really kind of changes that sometimes you become the parent and the parent becomes the child a little bit. And that's, I'm, not, I'm just saying that's just the way the cycle is sometimes. Can I tell you a little story? Thank you. You know, I, you know, I love my mama. I talk about her all the time. Take care of my mom. been taking care of her for a long time, and I have a lot of great help. Tanya and Tim and, and, and many others, Denise and Jess, and, and girls take care of her during the day and never want to overlook any of those things. But talking about sacrifice, the other day I dug out, went to go see my mom. Do you need anything? No, baby, I'm okay. Got there. I dug. I'm going to give you the whole story. Dug out the whole driveway. Pulled all the trash cans back. Fixed lunch, right? Cleaned up my mess. That's good for me right there, Denise. I do do that sometimes. Put salt down. Got everything. Got the walkway just right. Everything else. Fed the dog. Everything else. I mean, I'm on a roll. How you doing, Mom? I like a little coffee. Got the coffee pot going. Everything. Don't, I do this all the time. It's no big deal, you know? And everything. And I'm sitting there, and I, and I paid the bills. And what else? I did a couple other things. And I sat down. I put lotion on her legs. Everything. I said, how you doing, Mom? She said, good. How's Tim? I said, what? <laughs> How's Tim doing? Was, didn't he have a cold last week? I said, uh, yeah, he's better. He's better. But for that split second, I said, what? She didn't ask how I was doing. She said, don't track that on the floor. You know? <laughs> Do you ever feel like that? I was like, let me just call Tim up over here and shovel this stuff, right? But you know what? It's so good because you know what? She knows the sacrifice that they've made for her over time. But see, a lot of times in our family, we just overlook that, don't we? We just get used to it. 
you know, your wife being wonderful and your husband doing things and all that. So I just want to take a little minute there to think about those things to, to encourage people. Because we, we, just, we just don't see that, or do we? And do we tell the other person and all that? And, and this is all tied in the sacrifice. I ain't whining. I just thought, I actually thought it was pretty funny. I said, what? Man. But you know, that was on her mind. That was on her mind. What is it on your mind when you think about God and the heart of God? Are you thinking about the sacrifice that he's made for you? Are you thinking about all the things that God has done for us to come into that relationship? I got a couple of more stories, if you don't mind. Just, just as I'm on a roll now. I'm going to hit, and I'm not, I'm not picking on seniors. It's just that they, they pick on me. <laughs> when Denise's grandma was living, I used to go by there, and I had the greatest time with her grandma. I would call her up when the light, when it, when it starts going down. I said, what are you doing over there? Who is this? I said, look, I ordered a pizza about 20 minutes ago, and it's not here. Who is this? I don't work at a pizza place. I said, look, I want to talk to your boss. I want to talk to your boss. Is that Buddy Chapman? <laughs> so anyway, one day we're out there, we're straightened up, and people are walking by where she lived, and I'll never forget this. <laughs> and there was a rather large fella walked by. So he walks by, and what I do, I talk to anybody, everybody, I say, hey, man, how you doing? I said, good. He kept on walking. And Granny said, well, who was that? I said, I don't know, Granny. She said, well, I figured you know him as big as he was. Y'all. I said, what's that mean? In other words, since he's a big guy, and I'm a big guy, I should know him, right? She didn't say, I sure appreciate you taking me out to eat, right? Any of those things. But she was a blessing to me, I tell you what. I know in her last days, she was always asking me, she says, she would say, why do you think the Lord has left me here so long? That was our conversation all the time. And I get asked, Granny, because your mansion's not done yet. I said, you know what? When it's done, you'll be home safe and sound. Because, you know what? I knew she had a personal relationship. I had no idea I was going to talk about it. She told me. See, this is the blessing I got. I'd spend time with her, right? I'd go over there late in the evening and just hang out. And Denise's like, where are you? I said, I'm hanging out with your grandma. And she told me when she got saved as a little girl. She remember all that stuff. And she would just go on and tell me about this and tell me about it. She loved to do her little woman's Bible study and things like that. She was involved in that. And she, she would have her Bible. And we would talk about that. Love some Billy Graham, too. Amen. But we would talk about all those things. Let me tell you, when, when she did pass... I had all that in my heart because I know where she is. You see that? Man, spend some time with your family. Make sure they know. Spend some time with your family. Whether they, they, they realize what's going on, what you're bringing to the table or not, it's not about that. That's what I have to do is step back sometime. The time that I got to spend with her was a blessing. Because you know what? She had so much, she had so, taken in so much time and she could look at things and, and, and share different things and stuff like that. Let me tell you. It's amazing what you can find out if you sit down and close this mouth. Yes, Buddy Chapman said that. It's amazing what people will share with you and things like that. And, I, and I'm so thankful for spending that time. But you know what? How much time do I spend with God? How much time do I listen to God? How much time do I read his word and take that in? Let me tell you what. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it today. Do it every day. Do it when you're busy. Do it when you're not busy. Do it when you don't feel good. Do it when you do feel good. Because there's a day coming, right? And I'm not a bit doom and gloom. But life is like this. It's got ups and downs. And when that day comes, and when you're on a down day, you're going to be able to pull all that back out of your heart that God's poured into you. Amen? I promise you, God will bring things to your remembrance. 
like never before. That's the blessing. Last night, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning. My heart was going, I don't have any idea what's going on. I said, you know what? Denise is snoozing, Jesse snoozing. And I said, you know what? I ain't going to listen to that. I just start praying. And I started talking about all the different things that God done for me. You know what I started listening to, my, talking to the Lord about? While all this was going on, I felt terrible, right? And I said, Lord, do you remember, do you remember a few weeks ago when you whispered to me and, and sent me up in that hospital room? That was amazing. Boom, 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 boom. Got hard stuff trying to pound, boom, 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 trying to get me all out for it. I wasn't going to focus on that. I was going to focus on what God has already shown me. Hey, you know what? Lord, if you can take me from going down the middle of the road on a busy day to go talk to somebody about how good you are. I know you hear my prayer. Lord, I thank you that I'm going to roll over. I'm going to go back to sleep. Lord, I thank you that you know what? I can't wait to go share the message today. In Jesus' name. Boop. Out I went. Had I not had the word in my heart, had I not had that, when things start coming against you, what happens? You start playing into it. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm going to have a heart attack. Oh my goodness. Oh, this, hey, you know what? I'm not saying don't listen to your body, but I'm going to say take it to the Lord. You see what I'm saying there? I'm not saying don't, oh, I just don't, no. You know what? Listen to your body. If the Lord says go to the doctor, then you ought to go to the doctor. But I want to tell you this. It's those times on those deep, dark nights when everybody else is asleep or everything else is stripped away, whatever that deep, dark night might be, is when, you know what? I find out how well I know the heart of God. I find out how much time I've been spending with God. I find out what God's been whispering to me. Amen. And I want to encourage you to fill up on the Lord today. Amen. Let's keep on going here. How well do you experience the heart of God? Now, you can hear about it. You can know about it. But do you experience it? And so what I do sometimes when, when, when things start getting rough in my life, it, you know, preachers have rough times too. Does anybody know that? Absolutely. And let me tell you, so what, what, I, what the Lord has shown me to do, to recount, you can write this down, the greatness of God in my life. Recount the greatness of God in my life. I said, man, Lord, I thank you that, you know what, I just saw 50 years old. Good deal. Let me tell you, I never thought I'd see 50 years old, amen? And everybody that I grew up with don't think that either. I saw, I did a funeral several months ago, and they go, man, when's your birthday? I said, yeah, man, I'm going to be 50 years old, Lord willing. They said, man, we never thought you'd make it that far. I said, isn't that amazing? You know, that's all right. You know, Evil Knievel, did anybody remember Evil Knievel? That man almost killed me. Because I said, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Kids think like that. Ride that bicycle, man. And then that's not good enough. You got to take your hand off the wheel, right, Bill? Bill, I was, I was good, wasn't Come on. Come on, back me up. I can do it. I can do it. I get out there. And then that wasn't nothing because you had a spider bike. I said, well, if you can do it on a spider bike, you can do it on a 10 speed. That's a small seat. Ooh, it's a small seat. But I still get up there and go like that. So then we had a big, big pipe across the ditch. Meaning big, meaning long. But it's only this big. I said, I could do that. I could ride across there. And I did. Once. <laughs> the second time, not so good. Because I didn't understand about sand on your tires. See, my thought was, you know, I got a little wiggly across there. So I'll just go faster. So I thought I'd just go faster. So when I went back around, I got, went faster with a little bit of with a little bit of dirt on my on my tread. <laughs> Only thing went faster is I went over the side. Whoosh! Down I went. You know, sometimes we may feel like we're walking on that beam. 
Sometimes we might lose our foot in a little sand, a little dirt from where we've been. But I'm going to tell you, God to get you to the other side, amen. God to hold you along the way, amen. But, you know, sometimes we just do stuff that just is, is silly, isn't it? Does God still love you? Absolutely. I'm here to tell you. When I fell on that thing, boom, like that, my friends, I could hear them screaming under the water. I came back up, seaweed, everything on me like that smelled like I don't know what got out of there. And they said, did you hit your head? And it might have been a good thing. It might have put some sense back into it. But I went, when I fell, I just missed that, that steel beam. Some of y'all are thinking maybe I clipped it, don't you? <laughs> well, there was no helmet. That was like if you had a real motorcycle, Maybe. Right? Maybe. Now, you know, we've got helmets for all these things. We're getting a little bit smarter. Protect that thing. Protect that. How are you protecting your heart? How are you protecting your mind? Are we putting on the full armor of God? Amen. Do, do, we, do we stand under the umbrella of what God's done for us? Amen. Do we stand there in, in awe of the love of God that he has us? Do you know the heart of God? I hope you do. Let's keep on rolling here. If you want to know the heart of God, I'll tell you where you can best see it in the Son of God. Amen. Let's keep on rolling here. Let's keep on rolling. We'll read. I love this scripture. I bring it up a lot of times. Colossians 1, 15 through 16 says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in heavens and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him. And for him. Mm, mm, mm. Man, let that sink in for a little bit. If you want to know what God looks like, look to Jesus. Amen. He is the visible image of God himself. God in flesh. Let's go back to, to verse 16. Amen. It says, all things were created by him. Do you start to feel the power of Christ? Do you, do you start to feel strong in the Lord? Had a great time. Took my sweetheart out on a date last night. Grandmama. Went, went out to eat a little bit last night. And, and she shared something with me. She says, you know, I've, I've looked at the word all the time and all these things. She said, but the Lord was just showing me about the spirit of God living in me. That's so empowering. That's so, that's so amazing, isn't it? It wasn't something she didn't know. Right? There's things, she knows that. But you know what? God just gave her a deeper revelation of that. God just peeled it back a little bit more and said, you have authority as my child. I never forget this. Mike and Bonnie, they're not here today. I think they're still traveling. We pray for their traveling mercy. And I told Mike, when I had the privilege of marrying them several, several years ago, I'll never forget this. And I said, well, buddy, I said, you're marrying the child of the Lord, the daughter of the king of kings. So you're going to treat her good? He said, I'm going to treat her like a queen. And as... As Mike's standing here and I'm standing here, she comes around there and Mike's heart was captivated. I could have did this. And he said, he said, my God, she's beautiful. And I asked him about that later. He said, what are you talking about? I said, you don't remember saying that? He said, I, I, I don't know what I said in that moment. But, but that's, he was captivated by the love of his bride. Do you know that we're a bride of Christ? Do you know that God looks at you and captivates him? My gosh, look at you, look at you, look at you, look at you. 
And you say, well, wait a minute, I've got to get my hair just right. He goes, no, 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 no. I know everything. Oh, everything. Look at you. Captivated. Man, isn't that amazing? That's what gets me again about the heart of God. And, and all these things. And the Son of God came so that we could be in that relationship with our Heavenly Father. Perfect. Unconditional. Amen. Let's keep on going. I was thinking about this and I said, get connected. Yesterday, how many people had to jump cars in the last little bit? Sometimes you got to plug them in and jump them after a while. You know, and the cold weather seems to take a, take a toll on stuff. And I had to pump up a tire and do a few things. And I got one of these little battery uh, chargers you can just take out and do that, you know. Full of, full of amperage, full of charging. And I thought about that. I said, you know, that battery doesn't charge itself. It's got to be plugged in. It's got to be connected, doesn't it? You can turn around and click, 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 click. See, you come in here today and we get charged up on the Word of God. We get charged up on that. Not to just hold on to ourselves, but to pass it on to other folks. And I, I, I love this. I said, is Christ your source? Are you plugged in to the Son of God? Went out in the garage. Got halfway out there. Remember, I didn't have any socks on, man. That floor was cold out there. And I was out there looking around for something that I didn't put back. And I was looking all around. And I went by my motorcycle. Can't wait to ride the motorcycle. But guess what I saw on that when I thought about it and I thought about this message. I got a little battery charger Tim got me for Christmas, a uh, little battery tender. And it constantly flows current to that battery. So when I'm ready, when I hit it, boom, it's ready to go. Anytime, any season, any, anytime. As a matter of fact, when I was out the other day, I didn't dare start it in the house because I know what would happen. The cats would go crazy. But I had to turn it on. I had to just click. I sat on it, man, and just clicked it, and all the lights came on. I was just sitting there. I said, boy, I tell you what, I mean, just a few more months, right? And I thought about that. Just got a new seat, too, man. Boom. And I thought, wow, look at all this power. Look at this seat. And I started thinking about, look at all the power that we have that God's put in us, that we're seated in the heavenly realms. Danny, Danny, you, you feel that, didn't you? He's like, yeah, that's right. And, and I thought about that. We could, we could come boldly to the throne of grace. Now, I know that's a little crazy, but that's how God speaks to me sometimes. He speaks to you through things that you like and love and care about. Because I'm going to tell you, there's a sermon in anything if you look at it. People used to tease me. We used, we've done a lot of things with the Christian Motorcycle Association. And one day, the Lord just kind of showed me a picture when we were all together. We were down at Buckrow Beach probably uh, 15 years ago. And, and, and he just said, you know, he was just showing me when we focus on him as the centerpiece, he'll keep everything rolling. I call it spokes in the wheel for Jesus. Amen. Think about all those spokes in that wheel. They're connected out here. But what pulls them together, that centerpiece, is your centerpiece Jesus Christ? Is your, your centerpiece the Son of God? Because if it is, we're going to be able to keep things rolling. We're going to keep things going. God's going to keep continuing to, to move us and keep us connected. So guess what we need to do? Going back to the battery illustration. We need to share the charge. Amen. Do you ever get motivated around some people and unmotivated around other people? Stick with the people that motivate you. Amen. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever been around somebody you can do stuff all day long and they go, yeah, boy, but we... We should have done this. Oh, man. Or, hey, you know what? Look what we got. We did this, and we were able to do this, and look how blessed we are. And they go, yeah, but anybody work with anybody like that? Keep your hands down. Huh? The naysayer? Man, that's an energy leak right there. 
And let me tell you what happens. Let me just give you a little fair warning. As you go to your workplace, or maybe even in your family, but usually in your workplace, and you're energetic about a positive outlook and everything else because you got charged up on Jesus and you're ready to say, hey, look, I'm going to look at things the way they really are, but not worse than what they really are. And I'm going to put my lens of the Lord on it and say, you know, I, can, I see potential in this. I, I believe we can do this. I believe God is working in this area. Amen. You're going to recount the greatness that God's poured into you. Guess what? You know what will probably happen? People will come against you. Amen. They usually do. I'm a pretty likable guy, usually. I think so. My mom thinks so. That's about it. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is this. And I'm not talking about just preaching to people or anything like that. But if you're too happy on your job, they think something's wrong with you. They don't think you're serious. I was working several years ago. When we were looking at, if things were looking bad, I said, well, you know what? At least this didn't happen. We could do this. And these guys turn around and say, don't you care? I go, yeah. But I know that this has happened before and we made it through. And I know this has happened before. I said, is everybody safe at your house? They go, Why would, is everybody safe at your house? Yeah. I said, are you doing okay? Yeah. I said, it's going to be a good day. Miles told me this a long time. I always talk to him. I say, hey, man, what's up? He says, every day is a good day. I said, really? He says, yeah, I'm looking at the roses instead of the roots. I'll never forget that. I said, that's a good word, brother. <laughs> I'm looking at the roses instead of the roots. You know? You see that perspective there? What are your eyes focused on? What, what focused on? Are you connected? And you can share that with people. Don't let them bring you down and just walk the same ditch line that they are. Lift your eyes up. Lift your chin up. Poke your chest out because you're a child of God. Amen. You know the son of God. Let's keep on rolling about this. Now, I want to I share something a little bit. I'm um, getting ahead of myself. And it actually works right into what I was going to share. You know, there's a lot of things that we can back away from because it's not comfortable. Amen. If you, just, if you went into ministry to, 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 to be comfortable, <laughs> you're in the wrong line of work. Amen. Because it'll push you out a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further, right? You know why? Because then you've got to re just rely on God. That's not a bad place to be, is it? We think it is, but I'm going to tell you what. The best things that's happened in my life, amen, I'm going to say that loud. The best things that have happened in my life is when I've been stepped out so far, I had no control of it. And God had to bring the answer. Amen. God had to bring things together. Wednesday, last Wednesday. Weather, talking about weather is going to be bad and everything else. Once a year, um, we go and do the homeless ministry. And we go and play some songs and everything. We've been doing that for, what, seven, eight years? I don't know. A long time. And we had everything loaded up in the car and everything else. Now, you're not going to play but about eight songs. Right? You got to ride all the way down there. It's cold. Still got to go to my mom's house. Don't really feel good. You know? It would have been easy to say, eh, we're not coming. Right? But we gave our word. See? That means something. That means something to us. And also, you know what? That's an opportunity. To me, I think some of those things are a test. Are you going to go when it's convenient? Okay. Are you going to go when it's in inconvenient? I'm not talking about putting yourself in harm's way. I'm just saying, you know what? We had a nice vehicle and it hadn't started snowing. Yeah, it was a little cold, but we went in and got Went. But let me tell you, when we went there, we were welcomed with so much love. 
And as we got to play the music and share the songs and talk about the Lord and things like that and see some folks that are just going through some rough times, I want to tell you this, that there's less folks going through a, a, a rough time right now because the program that they got that is Christ-centered, God is moving in that and helping people plug in. That's a good word. That's a good word. And you know what? I don't think there was one person that we passed by didn't say, hey, thanks for coming. Hey, I appreciate that. Let me tell you, these folks, you know what they have? What's on their back. Some might be by choice. Some might be by just, just the way things have happened. But I'm going to tell you what. In most cases, any of us could be there like that. What do you mean? Okay, well, back your family out the equation. Say you get hurt on the job. Say you lose your job. Any of those things. I ministered to a guy several years ago. And, and I was like, hey, man, he was on the street. And I said, well, what's going on? He said, I got hurt on my job. I didn't have any insurance. The money situation got bad. I couldn't take care of my family. Things went like this. Head button on that. Split up with the family. Lost his house. He found himself in a, just a few months on the street with nothing. Isn't that amazing? He said, I never thought in my life that I would be here. But you know what he also said? He said, but I won't stay here. And he didn't. Do you know when that man got back on top and got healed up? He would help us give out bag lunches every Saturday. And then he got meeting people and God opened up a door. And he, and he got a job in the construction field. And he moved up and he was a supervisor, right? This is, in, this is like boom, 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 boom. And he still came back and helped because he didn't forget where he came from, amen? But he refused to stay there, but he didn't forget where he came from. And he came back and he would hire guys to work for the day for him. Isn't that amazing? Maybe... Through all that tough stuff. Maybe God used that man in a mighty way. I'd say amen to that. Was it, was it comfortable? I'm sure it wasn't. But you know what? He refused to keep his eyes down. He was destined to keep his eyes up. When we're going through things, I want us to keep our eyes up. Share the charge. He didn't forget where he came from. He came back and he shared that charge. He shared what God had done for him. He shared what was going on, the blessings in his life to bring other people on out of that tough time. How's God using you? Amen. I want to, before I go into this, do you know this? Do you know that knowing the right thing to do and not doing it is still sin? I want you to hear that. See, a lot of times we just go, I ain't going to get involved. Or, well, I know I, sh I'm not, I shouldn't do that, but I'm going to do this. Let me give you a little scripture on that just to, just to bring it home. James 4.17 says this. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. Isn't that something? The reason I share that with you, because there's a lot of stuff that we see and we just step on over and we just turn our cheek to it and everything else. But I'm going to tell you what, God's watching all that and he's watching our heart. And I just ask you to just, when those situations come up, Ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to do in this situation? Maybe it is walk by, but maybe it isn't. That's between you and the Lord. But I'm going to tell you what, give him the benefit of the doubt to, to, to mold you and use you and share Christ with others. Amen? So we're talking about the Son of God. What would Jesus do in those situations? Would he just keep on walking? He walked a lot of places. And sometimes you read in the Bible, it looks like he kept on walking, but when somebody hollered, when somebody pressed into him, what happened? Healing came. Deliverance came. I'm telling you, sometimes we got to press into those things. Sometimes it takes every ounce of energy, every ounce of faith to, to press into those things. 
because God is on the move. Amen. Let me take a look at some of this stuff here. I said, you know what? The son of God, I said, Jesus, the beautiful sacrifice for the world, God in flesh, the living word. The Bible is a unique book. A unique book. It's the living word of God. It's his love letter to you and me. Do you ever think about that? When next time you sit down and you open that Bible, I want you to think about this is my heavenly father speaking to me. He he allowed us to, to have this book so that I can know the heart of God, so that I can know the son of God as a child of God. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. Child of God. Have you ever had this question asked to you? Question of the week. Are we all God's children or only Christians? I want you to think about that. Are we all God's children or only Christians? I, I think that's a good question. Have you heard that? You know, I've had people say, well, you know, we're all God's children. Well, let's take a look at this. As I was studying out, this is the best way I could put it in these words. The Bible's clear that all people are God's creation. Colossians 1.16, you guys can look that up. And that God loves the entire world. John 3.16, look at this. But only those who are born again are children of God. Amen? Have you called on the name of the Lord? Are you a child of God? Amen? That's what I want you to see today. And I want to give you a few more things here. I want to give you some scripture as we get ready to bring this thing home. John 1.12. But to all who believe him, right, and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. You got God's word on it, amen? You got God's word on it. That's why I want to make sure. Some people say, well, I'm a good person. Well, I went to church, or I've done all these things and different things and all this, you know, on both sides of it. A lot of times we think it's the good things we've done. A lot of times people stand back and go, well, I've done so much bad stuff. But I want to tell you what the word says. But to all who believe him and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. He had the opportunity. He had the opportunity right here, right now, today. And you have the opportunity and the call to share that with others. Amen. Let me give you some more scripture. Romans 8.16 goes along with the, the scripture we have picked out today. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. God's spirit bears witness with us to identify us with him. Are you secure in Christ? You know, we, 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 this whole week or the whole last few weeks. God has been building momentum on his word about being qualified, about being redeemed, about who we are. And now he's revealing even the bigger picture, I hope, his heart, his son, and us as, as a child of God. I want to I tell you a story. I, I read this a long time ago. And uh, I thought this is, a, this is a pretty amazing story to share with you. How many people remember the Titanic, the boat? All right? A guy drew a, a, a great illustration. I actually even looked up this uh, article. I will read it to you. It said, after the news of the Titanic's tragedy, tragedy reached the world, the challenge was how to inform the relatives whether their loved ones were among the dead or the living. At the White Star Lines office in Liverpool, England, a huge board was set up. On one side was a cardboard sign known to be lost, and on the other side was known to be saved. Hundreds of people gathered to intently watch the updates. When a messenger brought new information, those waiting held their breath, wondering to which side he would go and whose name 
would be added to the list. Although the travelers on the Titanic, I want you to hear this, were either first class, second class, or third class passengers. After the ship went down, there were only two categories, saved and lost. Just so we can divide people into many different classes based on race, education, and wealth. But listen to this. But on the final day of judgment, there will only be two classes, the saved and the lost. There is only heaven and hell. Wow. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine waiting on the word to see what side? You're waiting to hear word. You're all sitting right here. And the only way they can let people know when they, the word comes in over the wire is your, your loved one, will it be on the lost side or on the saved side? Man, can you imagine that? Do you go, yeah! Little Johnny's on the safe side. What about your heart when somebody else is on the lost side? Let's take a look at this. Known to be lost. Known to be saved. Now let's pull it back into where we're talking about the Lord today in a personal relationship with Christ. Many people reject Jesus. They're lost. He says, I'm the only way. And they reject him. But many people trust in Jesus. They can know that they're saved. Amen. Many people rely on their works. Amen. If that's what you're relying on, you're lost. But if you receive this gift of grace and redemption through Jesus Christ, you can know that you're saved. Amen. A lot of people think I'm a good person. Oh, I'm a good person. I do this and I help people and I do all those things. But you know what? What did we read a little while ago? What did we read a little while ago? But only those who are born again are children of God. John 1, 12. But to all who believe him and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. Amen? When we have a personal relationship with Christ, when we've called on the name of Jesus for forgiveness of our sin, we have peace with God. Priceless peace with God. Amen? But you know what? When we reject the only way, there's nothing left but hell. Amen? But when we receive, we have a home in heaven. Let's go back to our scripture here. Romans 8.15 For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Today, your daddy has made a way through his son, Jesus Christ, so that we can be a child of God. Sometimes we hear this, you know, every week I say this. Maybe today, going through this different illustration, maybe that'll build some momentum in our hearts of, of just what, because that's what it comes down to. Insert yourself in the story, go back to, to the Titanic. All you want to know is, your, did your loved one make it? All you want to know, you're going to see that loved one again. Amen? What's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference is. This, here, heaven and hell, is for eternity. For eternity. For eternity. That's how crucial it is. That's how important it is. That's how, how this message I pray just wraps around your heart. That, that what God is revealing to us is the importance of what he's done. You say, buddy, I know that. I know it. You know what? There's a lot of people who hear the message and they callous their hearts. They hear the message and they callous their hearts. Let's go back to Pharaoh. Hey, Moses said, let the people go. He hardened his heart, hardened his heart, hardened his heart. There may be things in your life that happen and you blame God. I don't know. 
Maybe there's things in your life you, you think you should have had a better deal. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you what. God is still a loving God. God is still a God that wants you to trust in Jesus, to receive his grace and his redemption so that you have peace with God, so that you have a home in heaven. But I want to tell you this. Not only do you have a home in heaven, you can start living out that charged life, spirit-filled life right here, right now, because Christ is alive. And if you're a child of God, Christ lives in us. Sometimes we need to charge up, amen? Open your word. Open your heart. Pray. Meet together as much as we can. Study the word of God. Because you know what? God wants to reveal his love to you. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your revelation of who you are and what you've done for us. Father, I thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you that, you know what? When we call upon the name of the Lord, that we go to the known to be saved side. If anybody's here today and they don't know which side they be on, known to be lost or known to be saved, I want you to look up here right now so I can help you with that. God says that he has made a way through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. There is only one way, and it's through Jesus. So if that's you today, all you have to do is ask from your heart. God, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I'm putting my faith and trust in your son. Finished work on the cross. I know that my sin separates me from an awesome and holy God. But Lord, I'm trusting in your one and only perfect sacrifice will make it all possible to be a child of God. Lord, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead. Today, I receive you as Savior. That's you today. Don't leave here today without sharing that with somebody. If you're here today and you say, man, I feel like I've lost my way. I can understand that. I think we've all made poor choices, took wrong roads. But I'm going to tell you what. God will never leave you. Amen. When you wake up at night and you say, oh, my gosh, what is going on? When you're having a tough day, you think, what? How could it get any worse? Any of those things, I want you to know that God has never left you for safety. Recount the greatness of what God has done for you. And if you, for some reason, I, I believe you can, but some reason you can't find anything in your life, I'm going to tell you, focus on this. Jesus Christ died for your sin and my sin. And when you call on his name, Thank the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap. I pray today that something was revealed through the message today that just encourages you to go deeper in your relationship with the Lord, to, to encourage you of the love of the Lord. And uh, let's go ahead and sing and praise the Lord right now. If y'all want to jump to your feet, we can. If you want to sit where you're at, that's great. But we are going to praise the Lord. Amen.